The main passage for godliness is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And as you can see, I will read from ESV. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. We are looking at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And we'd like to read it for us. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promises for the present life and also for the life to come. We've been looking at this for a while over at the Revelation Podcast on Spotify and over at the Patmos channel on YouTube. These audios that have been released, I release them all at once. Kind of what Netflix does with their series. So that way you could get all of it and you don't have to wait around for the next audio recording. When we started Godliness Is, we looked at the first part of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, where it talks about, for a while, bodily training is of some value. And in the beginning, we looked and saw the little profit that bodily exercise does. It allows us to take care of our temple, which is home to the Holy Spirit. And then after that, we took a look at what Godliness is not before we looked at what godliness is, which we're going to start spending quite a bit of time on throughout the rest of these audios and visuals. We looked and saw that godliness has nothing to do with what we put on or what we wear. You know, the Pharisees back in the days thought that based upon what they wear and their outer appearance has to do with godliness. And Christ called them hypocrites for thinking like that. He compared them to whitewashed tombs, and he said, On the outside you look beautiful, but on the inside you're filled with dead bodies. And then after we took a look at what godliness is not, we saw on how we could go from ungodly to godly, and that requires a heart change. And that is where we are in the part of the verse where it talks about godliness is of value in every way. As it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Those who have been born again and are still born again by abiding in Christ has the promise of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, they have eternal life. And when they continue to stay on that narrow path, they will have the life that is to come. And that is God's kingdom on earth, which has not happen yet at the beginning of this i kind of broke this presentation down there's like three seconds three sections to it one is exercise profits a little which we went through briefly after that we looked at what god is not and we looked at that a little bit longer than exercise profits a little and now we are in godliness is 
And I believe this is going to be a place where we are going to be for a while. Throughout what godliness is, we're going to take a look at three to four areas. Let me be sure about that. Let's see. Actually, four areas. In the four areas that we will look what godliness is, is one, godliness is pure. Number two is wanting to glorify God in all that we do. Then after that, godliness is wanting to share the gospel in word. And then finally, godliness is serving others. And today, we'll begin looking at godliness is pure. And this one is something that's going to be broken down even more. So the audio presentation is going to extend a lot further than I planned it to be. And that's okay. If there's an important part that I will point to in this presentation, then this is it right here. Godliness is wanting to be pure. I believe that not enough pastors and teachers of the Bible spend enough time talking about God's, God's holiness. At the same time, they do not take it seriously. With the church I am at, I can say that maybe every other Sunday there is a pastor, and it doesn't matter what his name is, it has nothing to do with it. I mean, you could see a lot of pastors like this, and I'm not saying this to criticize him directly. But based upon what I see, that a lot of pastors do not take God's holiness seriously. For example, after a wonderful worship song is sung, our hearts are prepared to receive the word. We are focused and we are serious. Then all of a sudden, a pastor or someone decides they want to crack a joke. Now, joke might have not been ill will and it might have been just for a laugh a laugh we should be serious there's a time for everything and within the hour or two that we worship God that should be a time of seriousness and focus there should not be a time of laughter now a pastor may open up an introduction and he may tell a story and there may be a line in there that people will laugh. Now, it may not be the pastor's intention to make people laugh. He might have used that line because he's probably going to use it again and again because he wants to drive a point and he wants people to remember it. And I think in that scenario, when a Congress happens to laugh unexpectedly, I mean, we can laugh. I mean, there's nothing wrong with laughter. God has given us the gift of laughter. It's okay. Yet when a pastor decides that, hey, after this serious worship, 
I think I'm going to tell this joke or make a smart crack, you know. That's not appropriate in my book. And I don't think God wants us to crack jokes. I think we have to be serious when we worship God. God's holiness is what separates him from everything else. I mean, we have powerful stuff. We have pretty smart things. I mean, those things are gifts given to us by God. God's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. And he's omnipresent. That means he could appear at the same time. The depth of God's mind is unbelievable. We cannot grasp God with our human minds alone. Even being born of the Spirit, the Spirit of truth will lead us and instruct us. But that's not all. I mean, we would never be able to fully and understand, grasp God in the same way that God understands us. God is deep, yet he is so intelligent and understands what we can understand that he is able to present himself in a way where we can seek him. And when we're born in the Spirit, we can understand him. And yet, at the same time, we can't all of a sudden just get God just like that with a snap of our fingers. I mean, God easily gets us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Still, God, along with the all-knowing, is all-powerful. We see that with his creation. I mean, it blows my mind away that, you know, at one point, after Adam and Eve... All human beings start out as a tiny speck, a sperm, a spermate, a tiny spermate, really tiny, possibly tired than an atom. They were so tiny that we can't even see that. And to us, it's probably maybe just a speck when we look at it. And yet within that speck is a human being. It has a heart. It has a soul. It has feelings. It has thoughts. Eventually, that speck is going to grow into a full human being. <laughs> I mean, it blows our mind away. It's like, wow. And remember, nobody did not teach God how to make a human being or anything else. It was not like God had to look for someone and get instructions and put everything together. He already knew how he was going to put everything together. He puts everything in order. You know, in order. And we could go on and on all day about how smart and how powerful God is. Still, with him being all-powerful and all-knowing is not what separates him apart from everything else. It's God's holiness. His holiness is what sets him apart. That's why love righteous and justice can come from him he is perfect he knew no sin he is flawless and that's why throughout the bible whenever we see people like moses john the apostle or whomever stood before god they always end up trembling Isaiah is another example of God's children that when they stand before him, they tremble. They tremble because 
God is a holy God. A holy God expects his children to be holy as well. And that's what we're going to be seeing. And godliness is wanting to be pure. And with wanting to be pure, I broke it down to even more. Along with wanting to be pure, we'll be looking at holiness is not an option. We'll also be seeing in the word that it's impossible to live for the world and God. And after that, we'll be seeing on what it means to be a new creature when we are born again. And then we'll see the spirit and flesh so we can understand why is it that constant battle we have even though we are born again. So to start looking at holiness is pure, we're going to go from 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. To Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 and 22. The unknown author writes, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled, cleansing from evil conscience, and our body washed with pure water. In the Old Testament, the holy priest had to go to the inner room of whether it be the tabernacle or the temple. And the holy priest will offer animal blood to sanctify his sins and the sins of Israel. Every year they had to do it constantly to wash their sins away with animal blood. That was the way they did things before Christ came along. Well, Christ became the great priest. His blood was perfect. That's why when he offered himself to the cross, the veil tore, and that means that there is no longer a separation between God and us. We are able to go in the presence of God because the blood of Jesus that we have received with salvation makes us pure and holy to where we could go before him. Remember, I talked about that we need a heart change. Before we became born again, we had a harder stone. Our heart was against God. It was against him. So that's why when Christ came, he gave us a heart of flesh to where we're no longer against him for the word of God we have is within our spirit. The spirit of truth leads us and guides us. That comes with the heart of flesh. And the Holy Spirit continues to work in us. Our sanctification is not complete yet. It will be complete on the day of Christ.
That's why when we were born again, we still have the flesh and spirit battle with one another. And we will get to that later. Now, a while ago, I talked about on how a lot of pastors and Bible teachers do not take God's holiness seriously. And so what we'll do in the next audio is we'll look and see that holiness is not an option. The Revelation Podcast is also over at Spotify, YouTube, and Rumble. Over at Spotify, it is the Revelation Podcast. Over at YouTube, it is the Patmos Channel. And over at Rumble, it is Patmos Island.